Section 14 of The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 11. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Aparnabhat. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 11 by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. The Seventh Day of Clemency When it was the seventh day, the seventh wazir, whose name was Vikamal, came into the king and prostrating himself to him said, O king, what doth thy long-suffering with this youth profit thee? Indeed the folk talk of thee and of him. Why then dost thou postpone the putting him to death? The minister's words aroused the anger of the king and he bade bring the youth. So they fetched him before him in fetters, and Azad Bakht said to him, Ho, woe to thee! By Allah, after this day, there abideth no deliverance for thee from my hand, by reason that thou hast outraged mine honour, and there can be no forgiveness for thee. The youth replied, O king, there is no great forgiveness, save in case of a great default. For according as the offence is great and so much magnified is mercy, and it is no grace to the like of thee if he spare the like of me. Verily, Allah knoweth that there is no crime in me, and indeed he commandeth to clemency, and no clemency is greater than that which spareth from slaughter. For that thy pardon of him whom thou purposest to put to death is as the quickening of a dead man and whoso doth evil, shall find it before him, even if it was the King Bekard, asked the king. And what is the story of King Bekard? And the youth answered, Hear, O king. The Story of King Bekard There was once a king named Bekard, and he had mickle of wealth and many troops. But his deeds were evil, and he would punish for a slight offence and he never forgave any offender. He went forth one day to hunt, and a certain of his pages shot a shaft, which lit on the king's ear, and cut it off. Picard cried, Who shot that arrow? So the guards brought him in haste the misdemeanant, whose name was Yatru, and he of his fear fell down on the ground in a fainting fit. Then quoth the king, Slay him. But Yatru said, O king, this which hath befallen was not of my choice, nor of my knowledge. So do thou pardon me in the hour of thy power over me, for that mercy is of the goodliest of deeds, and belike it shall be in this world a provision and a good work for which thou shalt be repaid one of these days, and a treasure laid up to thine count with Allah in the world to come. Pardon me, therefore, and fend off evil from me so shall Allah fend off from thee like evil. When the king heard this, it pleased him, and he pardoned the page, albeit he had never before pardoned any. Now this page was of the sons of the kings, and had fled from his sire on account of a sin he had committed. Then he went and took service with Picard the king, and there happened to him what happened. After a while, it chanced that a man recognized him and went and told his father, who sent him a letter comforting him his heart, and mind in calling upon him 
to return to him. Accordingly, he returned to his father, who came forth to meet him and rejoiced in him, and the prince's affairs were set right with his sire. Now it befell one day of the days that King Bicard shipped him in a ship and put out to sea, so he might fish. The wind blew on them and the craft sank. The king made the land upon a plank, unknown of any, and came forth mother naked on one of the coasts. And it chanced that he landed in the country whereof the father of the page aforesaid was king. So he came in the night to the gate of the souverain's capital, and finding it shut, lodged him in a burying place there. When the morning morrowed, and the folk came forth of the city, behold, they found a man lately muthered and cast down in a corner of the burial ground, and seeing Bacard there, doubted not but it was he who had slain him during the night. So they laid hands on him, and carried him up to the king, and said to him, This fellow hath slain a man. The king bade imprison him, whereupon they threw him in jail, and he fell to saying in himself, What while he was in the prison? All that hath befallen me is of the abundance of my sins, and my tyranny, for indeed I have slain much people unrighteously, and this is the requital of my deeds, and that which I have wrought the loam of oppression. As he was thus pondering in himself, there came a bird, and lighted down on the pinnacle of the prison, whereupon of his passing eagerness in the chase, he took a stone and threw it at the bird. Now the king's son was playing in the exercise ground with the ball and the bat, and the stone lit on his ear and cut it off, whereupon the prince fell down in a fit. So they inquired who had thrown the stone, and finding that it was Bacard, took him and carried him before the king's son, who bade do him die. Accordingly they cast the turband from his head, and were about to fill at his eyes, when the prince looked at him, and seeing him cropped off an ear, said to him, But for thy villainies, thine ear had not been cut off, said Picard. Not so by Allah, nay, but the story of the loss of my ear is so and so, and I pardoned him who smote me with an arrow, and cut off my ear. When the prince heard this, he looked in his face, and knowing him cried out and said, Art thou not Picard the king? Yes, replied he. And the prince said to him, What a chance through thee here? Thereupon he told him all that had betided him, and the folk wondered and extolled the perfection of the Almighty, crying, Subhanallah, Lord to the Lord. Then the prince rose to him, and embraced him, and kissed him, and entreating him with respect, seated him in a chair, and bestowed on him a robe of honour. And he turned to his sire and said to him, This be the king who pardoned me, and this be his ear, which I cut off with a shaft, and indeed he deserveth my pardon by having pardoned me. Then he said to Picard, Verily the issue of mercy hath been a provision for thee in such hour as this. And they entreated him with the utmost kindness, and sent him back to his own country in all honour. Know then, O king, continued the youth, that there is no goodlier quality than mercy, and that all thou dost of clemency thou shalt find before thee a treasure for thee treasured up. When the king heard this, his wrath subsided, and he said, Return him to the prison till the morrow, 
so we may look into his case. End of section 14. Recording by Aparnabhat.